Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. I am your host, registered nutritionist Pixie Turner, and as usual, I am joined by the wonderful, incredible... Me! I'm cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Nikki Stamp. Why? Why are we doing this? I don't really know anymore because this next documentary is so awful. It's it's really, really bad. I mean, I barely coped watching this. How, how did you cope? How did you cope, Pixie? I don't even want to mention how much wine I had to consume during this. And perhaps more impressively, the number of times I had to pause and go, what the fuck? Rewind and try and listen to it again because what the fuck? I know I was the same. There were so many times I was like, that it, that's not even just stupid or wrong. It actually doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But anyway, we're both here. We survived. Just. <laughs> Just, just. Uh, so we hope you, that you enjoyed uh, when we looked at the Game Changers last month. Uh, we had some fabulous comments and questions. The number of hashtag soysage that we got on social media was quite impressive. We were very, very pleased about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of hashtag soysage, for sure. I think that was honestly the best part about the whole thing. <laughs> I agree. Anytime you get to make a soysage joke, it's a good day. Oh, yes. Okay, look. I think we need to not stall. We need to just get to the point. Oh. Nikki, please tell everyone what horrendous film did we force ourselves to watch this month? Well, this month we are taking aim at an older film, The Gerson Miracle from 2004. Now, it's actually a bit more serious because while Game Changers was amusing and not explicitly pushing people away from proven treatments, The Gerson Miracle is kind of like napalm. It's dangerous AF. Oh, absolutely. I mean, vegan boners is one thing and it's funny, but claiming to cure cancer that is on a whole other level. Insane. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, we are still going to take the piss out of it so we can laugh at some of the stupid things they say or do, <laughs> just with considerably more anger behind it. Ooh, a lot more anger. Yeah. So, I mean, as Christopher Hitchens famously noted, what can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. And we will be applying this logic to its fullest potential. Where stupid claims are made without evidence, we will deride them to the fullest without the need to justify excessively. Because why should we need to provide evidence when they don't either? <laughs> but we do have the evidence, unlike them. This is true. Apart from the occasional occasions where it's literally just like, this is fucking stupid what the fuck move on 
<laughs> well, I suppose we should start this episode out with a little disclaimer um, because I think it's really important, uh, as we talked about in our last episode with the game changes, it's really important that we talk about what our, our conflicts are and what our experience is. So I think for, for this this uh, little month's block of, of this documentary, I need to say that I am a cancer surgeon. I look after predominantly people with lung cancer, but I've been involved with looking after people with all kinds of cancer throughout my career. And I need to state incredibly strongly that none of the information that we're going to discuss today that has been presented in this film is reliable, is scientific or truthful. So much so that after we watched this film, we reported it to YouTube because thank God it's not available on a mainstream streaming service. However, it is available for purchase on Amazon where it has over 200 five-star reviews, which makes me sick to my stomach. That is truly horrendous. I mean, even just the comment section on YouTube was terrifying. It was actually terrifying. This the number of people who are clearly following this, listening to it, implementing it. It honestly really scared me and I had to turn away from it because I just couldn't deal and I just wanted to go back to tearing the shit out of it in a comical way because that feels much safer and (laughs) much easier and nicer and friendlier than, oh, this is going to cure my cancer. No, can't deal. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I suppose we should start off with telling people, um, well, I think we need to set the scene for this documentary because... Oh, yes. Allow me to set the scene. Oh, please. Yeah, please do. So we open this documentary with some sad piano music, some candles, and the line, the cure for cancer has been discovered in 1928. Fuck no, it hasn't. (laughs) Can I just also say that aside from being completely wrong, they also capitalize every single word in the sentence. And I'm like, that's just bad grammar. We're off to a very bad start here. This is not okay. I know. It's just, it is so, the music, it reminded me of like a a bad massage parlor where they're trying to have like this <laughs> like shitty relaxing music in the background but all it does is annoy you uh, I just it just it made me feel icky and unclean <laughs> I couldn't agree more and so we're introduced to Max Gerson uh, I refuse to call him doctor because fuck this guy so he was a German Jew and as a German person or half German I would just like to hereby formally renounce this idiot we want nothing to do with him we don't <laughs> want him please take Take him away. You will understand why in just a second. <laughs> I, I, I think that that is really important to understand that he is a German Jew because he was unfortunately, uh, you know, very sadly kicked out of Germany during the the war. However, that did not stop the 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 filmmakers from putting up a very big bold claim early on saying that even Hitler followed the recommendations of Max Gerson. Uh, What? What What kind of endorsement is Hitler? And from a a German Jew (laughs) who was chased out of the country, how was this an endorsement? How was this a good idea? What, they couldn't get Stalin? They couldn't get Stalin was too busy for an endorsement or his rate was too high. So they're like, no, nah, we'll take Hitler. Oh my, I mean, who looks at this and goes, oh, Hitler did this. It must be great. Like, no, 
that is not generally a sentence that is commonly uttered. So I mean, this is not an endorsement you want to really yell about. No. But of course, they do then try and reel us in with this tearjerker story about his family dying in the Holocaust, which is obviously sad and awful. But at this point, I'm like, great, what the fuck does this have to do with cancer? Oh, wait, apparently Holocaust means Max wants to heal the hopeless. I feel like that's a very tenuous link and they tried really hard with this. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. It, it, one has nothing to do with the other apart from the weird Hitler reference. That's all. Exactly. And so, hey, Nikki, what do you think of this narrator already? I think he sounds like he has the worst cold. I think he's just really pushing through a really bad cold. He's nasal and he is so far from inspirational and exciting. I actually just thought he was high um, <laughs> because nothing he said makes any sense. He, he just kind of waffles this pseudoscientific, you know, rubbish in the in the intro. You know, the whole intro is just this. It is. It's waffle. It's just this word salad of strange environmental issues uh, that may or may not be making us sick, and something about Germany and worms and and it. Honestly, it nearly lost me. It nearly lost me very early on. Yeah, I mean, I could basically sum up as the world is on fire and that's apparently why we get, all get cancer. That is what I took from that. I mean, I'm glad you were paying more attention than I, I was because clearly the only thing I got from that is clearly that I thought the narrator was on drugs. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. How else are you going to get through something <laughs> like that? Yeah, right. I hope they paid him well. Oh, yeah. And so, Nikki, would you like to introduce our protagonist? Well, our protagonist, uh, as in uh, the young, the young. Should we start with young Max Gerson, who liked to play in the forest? Um, so he got to be one with nature. You know, they they start by saying how when he was a little boy, he you know used to watch the the plants and the soil, and that that's another thing that inspired him to treat people. I'm like, well, that's great that he you know dicked around in the forest as a kid. You know, so did I, but I didn't go on to dupe millions that I could cure cancer. It makes no sense whatsoever. Right, and also I love this. I love this quote of soil is our external metabolism, and I'm like, what the fuck was this guy smoking? Because that does not make any sense to me whatsoever. See, I was right. But anyway, so so apart from these like minor uh, childhood interactions with our external metabolism, aka soil, uh, Gerson decided that he wanted to do something about his migraines. He apparently had terrible migraines. So he was somehow inspired again by the soil um, to <laughs> create some sort of diet that cured his migraines. Now, apparently, apparently he his migraines got a lot better. That's great. Migraines suck. Um, but then he decided to go on and apply this therapy to to curing tuberculosis or TB. Before you get onto that, I would just like to say the, a very funny anecdote. So he claims that he eliminated his migraines through eating apples. And I would just like to point out that I have a client I work with who gets migraines when she eats apples. So how do you like them, apples, Gerson? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it just doesn't, it really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, and I have to, I took exception with the TB thing because keeping in mind, this is what in the, you know, 40s or 50s, um, 
at least, or probably even earlier, where he he was starting to explore this. And at that point, tuberculosis was you know a major major public health issue, and we didn't have a cure for it. So the way we used to treat tuberculosis was to do nothing. And we would send people to something called a sanatorium where we would give them fresh air and sunshine and hope like hell that their body fought it off. So he didn't cure anything. I mean, he didn't cure TB. TB had a remission rate regardless of that. Anyway, makes no sense whatsoever. Also, in addition, on that, on the TB side of things, uh, apparently he worked together with a doctor slash, slash researcher who took, they took 450 patients with the aim of using Gerson to try and cure TB. And the this doctor slash researcher said, quote, if one patient improves out of 450, I'll believe in your therapy. If a doctor or researcher says that to you, you you fucking run in the opposite direction as far as you can because that is an awful, awful scientific practice and horrendous and I cannot believe that that's actually true. I'm convinced they made that up because that's batshit. Don't you think it sounds like a bet or a dare? I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to cure a patient. I mean, that is not the tone that doctors should be taking here. No, no. I Just to be clear, I don't gamble, bet or dare anyone in my medical practice because uh, I'm not a quack. Um, anyway, so they uh, migrated to New York, um, which is great. Uh, however, I know this is going to come to a sh- as a shock to some of you, but uh, he was not allowed to practice medicine. Thank God. Oh, no. <laughs> but... That didn't stop. <laughs> that didn't actually stop him from developing Gerson therapy. So I suppose we should unfortunately tell people what Gerson therapy is. Um, and again, disclaimer: oh. not real therapy doesn't actually work. Do we have to? I mean, do we really have to? Oh, I guess we have to. Okay, fine. Um, <sighs> we kind of do have to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think. I think before we say anything, I think we need to make it very clear that this is an illegal therapy in the US and many other countries. Why is it illegal? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Because it doesn't work. Is that the right answer? Did I get it right? Yay! Yeah! (laughs) I'm the smartest man alive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so Gerson therapy is uh, a natural treatment. that activates the body's extraordinary ability to heal itself through an organic plant-based diet, raw juices, coffee enemas. Don't worry, we will get we will get into that. And natural supplements, obviously. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, if something if something says says, you know, it's a natural therapy, extraordinary ability, heal itself, wank, 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 it just screams bullshit, doesn't it? <laughs> that's amazing oh my god i love that and i love that i love that the idea is that this is based on the belief that disease is caused by the accumulation of unspecified toxins unspecified because these people never know what the fuck they mean by toxins or they mean everything is a toxin and just to kind of expand on that i mean what this involves is hourly glasses of fresh juice where your juice press has to be cleaned between every single uh, between every single time so you're literally cleaning an entire juicer every hour this is equivalent to around 20 pounds or 9 kilograms of fresh organic fruits and vegetables 
-hmm. already, hopefully you can see that this is unreasonable and insanely expensive. Do you know how much the juicer costs? I found the juicer. You have to have the special juicer. It's 2000 US dollars. Fuck me. That's a lot. $2,000. That's US dollars. That's a lot of money. You can't, because obviously you can't just use a regular juicer. So you have to have uh, the special magic juicer. Yes, you have to clean all the time. You're drinking like every hour on the hour. So what else do you do with your day? I don't know. Well, actually, <laughs> yes, that's not all. You also have to. You also, you also have three full plant-based organic meals, and apparently this includes salad, cooked vegetables, baked potatoes, some and something called Hippocrates soup. What? <laughs> Can we just point out the Hippocrates, who was widely thought of as the father of medicine, practiced uh, in ancient times uh, when they thought that. Uh, basically the earth was flat um that <laughs> that you you can uh, treat uh, mental illness through a hysterectomy um so it's suffice to say that uh, anything referring to hippocrates hippocrates doesn't know shit basically yeah he 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 dropped the ball you know and don't worry we've we've definitely moved on from there we also have to have supplements obviously Oh, yes. So in addition to the juices, in addition to the plant-based meals, we also need supplements. And this is a bunch of weird stuff that some of which I didn't recognize. Potassium compound. Okay. Uh, vitamin B12. Makes sense if you're only eating plants. Uh, thyroid hormone. Eh, pancreatic enzymes. What? And this weird thing called Lugol solution, which I just wrote, what the fuck is this? Lugol solution contains potassium because we're obsessed with potassium. And I will come to at a, another time why this really really made me mad like i like no i'm going to i was going to say irrationally mad but i actually think i'm a medical practitioner and i have a reason to be rationally infuriated about the obsession with potassium but i think that there's a jewel in the crown that we haven't <laughs> haven't yet disclosed as part of this treatment and you know how much we love going below the belt <laughs> <laughs> oh go on please please go on Butt coffee. Yay, butt coffee. Butt coffee. <laughs> Up to five coffee enemas per day. These poor people's assholes. <laughs> Do you know, I can't quite work that out. Who, like, goes to... I'm sorry. <laughs> I warned you. I warned you. I can't deal with butt jokes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hang on. I'm sorry. So <laughs> what do you go to like Starbucks and look at your cup of coffee and go, Starbucks? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, this escalated quickly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we should really save some of these butt puns for episode two where we're actually going to spend a lot of time on butt stuff. <laughs> Um, so let's just leave okay. it there and say we will be coming back to a lot of butt stuff next week uh, for now. Uh, we also need to point out that um, who needs fat on this diet when you can just take flax oil? Mm -hmm. And there's a whole fucking crazy shit about flax oil going on. And also sometimes they use castor oil, hydrogen peroxide or ozone therapy, which is all really harmful stuff. Yeah, don't do that. And apparently this is all tailored to the individual. Oh, bullshit. Also, what I found really interesting is that the original protocol 
which they've modified over time. But the original protocol included eating raw calf's liver. And they actually stopped doing this in the 1980s after 10 patients were hospitalized. Five of them were comatose Mm. in the space of around two years. Oh my God, comatose. Now, Pixie, tell us why eating a lot of liver would be considered bad for you. I mean, obviously, it's because that is way too much vitamin A, very harmful for humans, very bad idea. Please don't do that. No, don't do that. Um, so I guess I, I'd really like to to also point out that uh, his daughter has carried on his legacy and did a lot of the modifications, a, a woman by the name of Charlotte Gerson. Um, now, she had to carry on his legacy because what happened to Max? He carked it. He died. He, he was, uh, he was uh, suspended from, from practising as a medical practitioner and he died in 1959 of pneumonia. Where was the diet then? Because apparently his crazy, funky diet couldn't cure him. Oh, no. Oh, shocking. Um, so, so his daughter Charlotte is continuing his work and... From what I can ascertain, uh, she is not a physician in any way, shape or form. She just bought into her dad's batshit craziness. Agreed. So she claims that she now can, well, actually, I was going to say she claims uh, she's dead now too. Um, But she continued his work at the Gerson Institute in California and at a quote unquote hospital uh, in Mexico, which is just across the border for a nice easy commute for her. It kind of has to be in Mexico because obviously what they're doing is illegal in the US and many other countries. Uh, Also, side note, when you Google Charlotte Gerson's name, you will find a lot of lectures from some really dodgy schools in the UK, the US and elsewhere. Um, This is why, for example, I will never recommend that anyone goes to CNM in London, which is the College of Naturopathic Medicine, because Charlotte Gerson was invited to give a three-hour talk there a few years ago, and anyone who invites Charlotte Gerson and gives her a platform is an awful place that you definitely don't want to train. Yeah, I I, I think that... You know, we, we've talked about this quite a bit, you know, that we should not in any way, shape or form be enabling this kind of thing. And I, I agree. I think that if you are inviting someone who is so on the fringe, well, not just on the fringe, these people are actually dangerous, um, that that's just completely, completely unacceptable. Anyway, um, so Gerson published his work sort of. Sort of. Um, he he wrote a book. <laughs> sort um, of is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, of fifty cases, cancer therapy results of fifty cases about how amazing his work was. But again, we're going to call bullshit on this one. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, yes. Uh, so apparently these are just 50 uh, examples of thousands of recoveries. And I'm like, are we just supposed to take their word for it? It seems like they probably firstly just include the 50 most convenient cases and didn't include any of the ones that sucked, uh, which is probably a lot. Um, but also, of course, the this has been widely, hugely discredited as being an absolute pile of garbage. Uh, the National Cancer Institute, for example, they evaluated his claims and they concluded that all his data showed that there was no benefit from his treatment they actually looked at his own data and said no you're talking shit yeah absolutely so they 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 found that the patients didn't have a diagnosis so they rocked up and said that they had cancer but they did, didn't actually have any biopsy results to prove it because that works um or they turned up with their cancer already cured from uh i want to say conventional medicine but Conventional medicine is just medicine. So we'll just say it was cured by medicine um, when they turned up for Gerson therapy. And a number of patients also had worsening of their symptoms when they were independently assessed. But obviously they tried to obscure uh, obscure those facts. Um, and it, it never actually states if any other treatments were being used. And that's something we've seen in other case series published on Gerson therapy that um, patients who were undergoing Gerson therapy and, you know, lauded as magical treatments, they were actually continuing on actual medicines that cure or at least um, at least control cancers, such as tamoxifen for breast cancer, which um, is a very well-recognised and very successful treatment for some types of breast cancer. So again, complete and utter load of crap. Agreed. I think it's worth just really hammering home the point that this doesn't work and to back this up with all the great evidence that we could find that this is incredibly ineffective and harmful. So Charlotte Gerson wrote a lot of literature and they wrote their own pamphlets and stuff like that. And in their pamphlets and literature, they claim that they have a recovery rate of 90% of early cases and about 50, about 50% for advanced cancer patients. Now, the American Cancer Society exactly reported that there is no reliable scientific evidence that Gerson therapy is effective in treating cancer and the principles behind it are not widely accepted by the medical community. It is not approved for use in the United States. In 1947, the National Cancer Institute reviewed 10 claims of uh, cases that were cured uh, by Gerson. However, every single one of those patients was receiving kind of standard medical treatment simultaneously, making it absolutely impossible to determine what effect Gerson therapy was actually having. And on top of that, Cancer Research UK states that, quote, available scientific evidence does not support any claims that Gerson therapy can treat cancer. And they also say that, quote, Gerson therapy can be very harmful to your health. I agree with them. I would say Gerson therapy is very harmful to your health. Do you know one thing uh, about Gerson therapy that I find a little bit distasteful, and you probably know this as well, that, you know, nutrition in cancer patients is really important. It's an important part of their recovery. In fact, a lot of them are undernourished. They need extra, extra nutrients. And so we're going to give them rabbit food. 
it's just stupid. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have any any uh, any scientific basis whatsoever. It could actually be doing them harm, particularly if, in addition to that, they're turning away from conventional therapy. Now, someone has actually studied this uh, beyond uh, beyond Gerson and beyond their pamphlet because everyone loves a good pamphlet. But I would prefer a scientific study. So there is actually a research discrediting this it's a study of people who have uh, pancreatic pancreatic cancer now that is a really tricky cancer to treat it's it's not um it often presents quite late so people can have late stage disease so you know it's not a great thing to have um so there's a study of patients who were getting conventional therapy so chemotherapy uh, and patients who were having a, a regime very similar to Gerson therapy where they got these pancreatic enzymes and diet. Um, and what they found is that patients who had chemotherapy had a median survival of 14 months and the people in the diet group had a median survival of four months, which is the survival of someone with pancreatic cancer if you do nothing. So having that diet wow. is the same as doing nothing. Uh, so it's uh, really quite, I mean, it's, it, yeah, right, it's just shit. This is just so unacceptable. Um, you know, This is killing also, people. It is killing people. You know, there was a big study published, I think it was 2018 now, um, in JAMA Oncology, and this is a really widely cited study because it was a really big study of over 50,000 patients. And they weren't looking at Gerson therapy in particular, but I think we, we do need to mention this because it was looking at the effect of complementary and alternative therapies for cancer on uh, whether or not people will accept or refuse um, their their treatments uh, and and whether or not that has any effect on how likely they are to die. And these are all people who had curable cancers. Um, so those people who refused, uh, who, who, sorry, those people who use complementary and alternative medicine are more likely to refuse conventional treatment and twice as likely, twice as likely to die from their cancer and they particularly refuse chemotherapy and radiotherapy and uh, the, the film actually talks a little bit about chemotherapy don't they yes and i think this is a great opportunity for us to really um spend the rest of this episode talking through a couple of the ridiculous claims that they make and mm. especially the ones that are you know generally quite easy to refute and yes one of the horrific claims they make is that Chemotherapy actually kills people and doesn't help. Wrong, 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 wrong. You know, I think chemotherapy has a really bad name. Like people associate it with looking sick. You know, that when someone has cancer and they get chemotherapy, that's when they lose their hair and they look sick. And you know, it's not it's not ideal, obviously, because the way chemotherapy works is that it targets fast dividing cells. So cancer cells divide very quickly, much more rapidly than a normal cell would. And so chemotherapy targets those cells, um, which means that any normal rapidly dividing cells, such as your hair, your skin, your gut, can get caught up um, in in the, I suppose, fallout. Um, but the main thing is, is that it's, it's targeting the cancer. And usually you get a dose um, in, in uh, what they call cycles. So you'll have depending on the type of cancer, you'll have a different chemotherapy drug, a different combination of chemotherapy drugs usually, and you'll have the, a set number of cycles, a set number, a set 
amount of time apart. So there are literally dozens of kinds of chemotherapy and the whole idea about prescribing chemotherapy, which is done by specialist doctors called oncologists, that they need to balance those side effects such as nausea, vomiting, immune suppression, knocking off your blood cells um, with killing the cancer. Um, but that being said, in, in the time since Gerson first, first thought of this, you know, cancer treatment has come a massive, massively long way um, to the point where we have really spe specialised, targeted cancer treatment, which I have to say, I'm just going to be a nerd for two seconds, is so cool uh, because people have worked out how to target the very, very specific genetics or proteins that these cancers make and have turned cancers that used to be, you know, very, very untreatable into cancers that are quite manageable, which is amazing. But the success of chemotherapy or any treatment, in fact, really depends on the goal. So for them to say that chemotherapy doesn't work and kills the patient is complete and utter shit. Because whether or not a chemotherapy is successful really depends on if you're trying to cure the cancer because sometimes we give people chemotherapy in a palliative sense. So we're trying to, you know, reduce their symptoms and, and, and give them as much time as possible. It also depends on the cancer. You know, some cancers respond better to drugs, some don't respond as well, how advanced it is and so on and so forth. So that claim that chemotherapy doesn't work, that chemotherapy kills the patient is an outright lie um, and there is literally you know oh my god pages and books and all kinds of things that you know infinite amount of information to refute that claim so that is outright wrong 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 oh so beautifully said um i have nothing to add to that because that is just <laughs> incredible um you absolutely smashed it i feel myself getting like really cross here <laughs> good because i mean if we weren't cross about this, I'd be really concerned because this is probably, I think this is possibly the most awful claim that they make in this entire documentary. The mm -hmm, idea mm -hmm. that this life-saving treatment, all these incredible life-saving treatments that are just an incredible marvel of medicine and the human mind and everything that we've done and everything that doctors try to do and the entire healthcare teams try to do, to, to either save people's lives or to help them as much as they possibly can. To dismiss it by simply saying that chemotherapy, quote, poisons and kills the patient instead of the cancer is the most insulting, horrific and disgusting mm. thing that they have said in this entire documentary. And it is truly that horrifying. Yeah, what's a big call? Because the whole thing's kind of disgusting. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, um, can I... Can I follow this with uh, one of my other favorite claims, which is much funnier. Um, they claim that chlorophyll is healing for humans. And I'm like, why? It's not like we can fucking photosynthesize. What is that about? <laughs> I am not a plant. <laughs> right. Okay. This is a classic example of where a ridiculous claim that has no evidence doesn't need significant evidence to refute it. Because I mean, mm -hmm. duh, we're not plants. <laughs> we, don't, we don't photosynthesize. Why do we need chlorophyll? <laughs> We don't. We don't. Also, um, also, chlorophyll requires light uh, to produce energy and to do all its beautiful photosynthesizing stuff. Tell me, if there is light getting to your blood, what can? What is your greatest concern? Do you think? I think it's your. I think at that point, your greatest concern is you're about to fucking die because your blood is outside of your body. <laughs> it makes no sense. 
It's just so stupid. Um, what about the um, – this This is a good one for you. Um, fruits, fruits and vegetables have to be juiced to flood the body, flood the body with nutrients. Mm. What does that even mean? I don't know. I want to know how exactly did Max discover this? I mean, has also, has he not heard of the benefits of fibre? Fibre is kind of <laughs> great. And when you juice, all that goes away. Um, and what they claim about this is that it means that the vegetables and the juices have living enzymes – and at this point, I'm like, bitch, please. You can't claim that your diet is low in protein and then also say it's high in enzymes because enzymes are proteins, you dipshits. <laughs> it's like, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. Also, apparently this process means that the nutrients are live. And this begs the philosophical question, at what point do vegetables die? Oh my God. Does that mean that vegans and vegetarians are killers? Are we all killers? I mean, at what point? We're all killers. <laughs> at what point? Is this, I mean, this is a fundamental question here. At what point do these fruits and vegetables die? I would assume it's when they're picked, but is it when you can no longer produce new plants from them? Is it only once you've digested them? Like, how does this work? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, oh, God. It's just so frustrating. I hate this whole damn thing. Dear listeners, uh, please do send us an email. And tell us your thoughts on the philosophy of vegetables and death. Uh, you... uh, please do share us share, share your thoughts with us about <laughs> what point do vegetables die? Are you pro-vegetable life or are you pro-vegetable choice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know at this point what each of those would mean in this case. <laughs> I'm just leaning towards choice because I'm like, well, that sounds better. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, surely surely going pro-vegetable life would mean being a carnivore. Oh, God. What have we done with open Pandora's box? My brain is not coping with this. <laughs> Do you know, I think, I, think, um, I think this is a really interesting introduction to this festering turd of a film um, because it's so, so different to what we talked about last month. I mean, it's just chalk and cheese. And aside from the production, I mean, please don't go and watch this. But if you happen to see it, the production is so amateur. It looks like something my, you know, 12-year-old next-door neighbour produced with a 1983 camcorder. It's so bad. But, but that, I mean, that's not the, obviously the only difference between the game changes and the Gerson miracle really is it no this is a fucking mess and it's really awful and horrendous and life-changingly depressing the game changes is quite funny in places and you know was perhaps a less serious topic you mean talking about Mm -hmm. boners is one thing but this is definitely I mean yeah like we said (laughs) at the beginning this is on a whole other level of dumb fuckery and dangerous yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, I think you know the worst thing that could possibly happen from following the game changes is that you'll be disappointed you don't make it to the Olympics, um, and you might be vitamin B twelve deficient. You know, I mean, you know, we talked about some of the downsides of, of of that, but they weren't necessarily going to result in you getting sicker or dying. Whereas if you have a curable disease that you then decide to follow Gerson therapy for um, instead of uh, having proper medical care, um, that's a completely different different ball game here. So um, we, we've really gone from one extreme to another, unfortunately. 
Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for us, because we had to watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. Hopefully this has been a good intro. Uh, now, obviously, it's not like we are super keen for everybody to know everything about Gerson therapy, but you have to have an awareness of this to understand, obviously, the rest of the awful claims and just how bad this is. So it's been an interesting kind of dilemma in the sense that, you know, we don't want people to know a lot about this, but at the same time, we kind of have to make people aware of this. So hopefully what we've done is just show you how awful this this kind of treatment or this kind of therapy is. And over the next few episodes, we're going to be delving a lot more into the various patients that they claim to treat and why there are a lot of issues with that. We're also going to be delving more into the ridiculous claims about toxins and this whole natural stuff. And of course, next week, it's time for butt coffee! <laughs> because who needs to drink coffee when you can take it up the ass? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) For those of you who don't know me very well, you will understand that after listening to next week's episode, I have a lot of trouble keeping a straight face or any modicum of seriousness when making butt jokes. So be prepared. Anyway. Yes, we are very serious professionals. I promise we just just get childish when talking about butts. (laughs) I'm just a five-year-old boy. Anyway, it's 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 been um it's been a, a swell episode. I'm going to have to relax after this one because as you probably hear, I got pretty fired up and I stand by my fired upness. So for today we are done. But please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find our little podcast and, of course, tell your mates. Now, if you have questions or comments, please get in contact with us on email in badtastepodcast at gmail.com and of course Tell us your views on when vegetables die. Um, But in all seriousness, we really, really want to hear from you this week because we think that this topic is very, very important. Um, As always, you can come and see us on our socials. Pixie is at Pixie Nutrition and I am at Dr. Nikki Stamp. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We have lots of myth busting. We've written books on this crap, for God's sakes. Um, So please come and check us out. Um, All references, relevant links or interesting reading can be found in the show notes below. And that's all for today. See us next week for butt stuff. Woo! Goodbye. Woo! Starbucks. Wait, is this the vitamin A thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) I had such a moment of doubt. Gerson therapy sucks. Sorry. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.